2: Some of these songs I remember coming out and it's crazy now that people are like, oh my god, that was like 10 years ago. I'm like, 2012 was like five minutes ago, what do you mean? (laughs) Um, These are my anthems and they're gonna stay that way forever.
0: Claire Kramer, and I am here along with my co-host David Maggadoff to welcome you this beautiful Thursday morning to the latest episode of Fanatics, the podcast where we talk about everything you love and we love on it too. That's what we do here. Hi, David. Hi
1: Claire. How you doing? Oh, happiest Thursday to you. I love our little podcast, and it's our time where I have my little mug of tea, and you've got your beautiful nails, and we are just So excited to talk to another wonderful person about another wonderful thing. Every ding dong week.
0: Every week. And you know what? You said our little
1: podcast, but it's growing. It's growing, David. We're a year old now. Goodness, it is like a butterfly.
0: You know, we have a special ask to all our loyal listeners out there share the podcast share it with yeah. a friend share it with a sibling share it with a relative you know even someone a relative you don't like you share it with them share I mean. share <laughs> it with
1: yourself and go back to episodes that you've never seen
0: well that's true you could do a lot of things for yourself See, nowadays self-care. david and sh- sharing a podcast with yourself is one <laughs> of them <laughs> Use those five fingers in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, point is, yes, have your friends follow. We are fanatics on Twitter. Spread the love. And today we have someone who's famous on a different platform, TikTok, coming on the show Bailey Spin. She's awesome. She is young TikToker, well I say young because I'm old, but she's 21, 22, I believe. And Bailey is known for her anti-bullying content and for her eating disorder awareness content and just really creating like a safe space for anyone on the platform. You know, she's all inclusive. She's not unlike the Pride House in yeah. that way. Although her focus tends more to be on, you know, anti-bullying and the ED awareness, which is great. We need more of that do. out there.
1: And we need more people who have really cool purple hair. And I'm glad she does. We need more of that.
0: I know. I was like, I'm kind of jealous because I feel like the purple hair phase of my life is gone. <laughs> like if I wanted to do it, I should have done it a long time ago. Now I'm older. And I don't really see myself like changing my hair into primary colors at least. (laughs) You never
1: know what tomorrow might bring, Claire. You never know. Speaking of time, we're going back in time to early, mid, and late 2000s pop. Yeah, the whole dang decade. Real exciting stuff. Let's just get right into it, shall we? We shall. Bailey, why is everything so complicated?
2: a Really good question. Probably because you're not talking to a skater boy.
1: Hey. And whenever you spell skater boy, you got to spell it with the number eight. Yeah. That's the official way in the Webster's Dictionary.
0: at least in the urban dictionary. Welcome to the show, Bailey. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to talk to you because if you haven't picked up on what David is laying down, we're talking about early 2000 pop music today. And Bailey, why don't you just give us an overview of what that is in your own words? Early 2000s pop music is just genuinely unmatched.
2: It was probably one of the best music eras, in my opinions, because none of the pop music now can do what the 2000s did. And there were so many, like, emerging artists who are so popular now, but they've all, like, switched. and what they made during the 2000s will, like, revive your soul, because it's just so catchy. I've never heard a song since then that is that catchy that makes me want to just, like, loop it over and over and not get sick of it, and I'm like, wow, this is terrible now. I can't listen to it ever again.
1: So give us a few artists.
2: Lady Gaga, definitely. Katy Perry, Avril Lavigne, Selena Gomez when she first made music. You had the whole group from the Mickey Mouse Club.
0: Like, basically, you know, you had Justin Timberlake, you had Christina Aguilera, you had Britney Spears, you had all that whole echelon, plus the Avriels, the, the, like you said, Katy Perry, the whole, like, Jessica Simpson, everybody was coming out either from TV, from churches, you know, which is like Jessica and Katy Perry, or, just from like youth pop groups, and I totally agree. It was like a happy time in music in the music industry. Mm-hmm. It was delightful. It was Lady Gaga, first of all, she's just my favorite ever. I absolutely love her. But early gaga, what what do you think, like, made her break through? What about her style?
2: She was just so unique. and it's like every single song she put out was not only relatable, but it was also so catchy, like Judas or like Edge of Glory. It's like just something you can put on and everybody knows the words, everybody's like, yes. And all of them were like that and nobody else has really done that.
1: Bailey, how much are you listening to, you know, this early to mid 2000s pop music? Are you listening to these ladies pretty much every day? Like will you put them on during workout or you would background music or will you just do a little dance party?
2: I put them on all when I work out. I have a playlist that's just literally 2000s throwbacks. That's all the people that I like, which is like all of like the girl kind of like punk, that kind of stuff. Like I kissed a girl. Those are my favorite ones.
0: What would you say are your top like, I don't know for me music is so personal you know I if I'm in a certain mood I want to listen to a certain style or a certain album you know and I feel like in the 2000s I feel like we're almost talking about the 2000s decade here you know I feel like music was still a journey with an album. They weren't really releasing like singles the same way they are nowadays and dropping singles and dropping just like little nuggets of music. It was like a whole album experience. So when you get in certain moods, where do you go? Who do you gravitate towards when, for example, I don't know, you have to clean the house and you're you're like, okay, I got to get crazy energized. What do you put on?
2: I still... Probably Lady Gaga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a full Lady Gaga playlist. She's just, I'm just a stand of her, but like Edge of Glory, that'll get me going. Like if I'm trying to make my bed, suddenly I'm like dancing in between moving all the sheets. <laughs> it's just so much better if you put on some Lady Gaga.
0: And what about if you want to be inspired, like creatively? You know, you produce a lot of content. So when you are like looking for your own inspiration, what do you throw on?
2: Probably Avril Lavigne, because her songs are a little bit more emotional than, like, Lady Gaga's because Lady Gaga's are kind of, like, just exciting, like, makes you want to dance. But Avril's do tell a story. So if I'm needing to listen to something and think, what can I do with this? Like, Complicated, I've definitely made my videos based off of that and listening to that. And I'm like, I'll make, like, the Soulmate Complicated or something. And then Skater Boy, I mean, you can do, like, Aesthetics. There's a bunch of different things, like, within her music that makes me want to like... Inspire people and do something new.
1: I need to share this because this is a rare moment where I can share something related to Skater Boy and Avril Lavigne and your passion (laughs) here. I was working at a Barnes & Noble and this like casting, I would think a casting assistant for an Avril Lavigne music video came in. And asked, like, me and this other girl who were working there, like, do you guys want to be in this video? And we're like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't sure. think I – I think i was still in college. And yeah. they, uh, we're like, sure. And we went and we drove. And it was in downtown L.A. And they paid us whatever the $100 it was. And it was for Skater Boy. And she, like, they stopped all of downtown, like a good cross street. I'm forgetting where, of course, just downtown L.A. And she like gets on top of the car and she like starts singing and like we're all supposed to run up to her and have a great time. So I think you probably think I'm wonderful, right, Bailey? Like I'm I'm oh your yeah next.
0: That's a dream. Yeah.
1: I'm your hero now.
0: I would have paid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, don't worry about paying me, I'll pay you. No, literally, I'm like, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the interesting thing about that sort of era of music is You know, there's always young artists coming out, but it felt like those that was the beginning of social media, the 2000s. It was the beginning of like transparency in the public life. Like before, if you were in the public eye and you wanted to, you know, be seen, you had to go to a red carpet event or the paparazzi had to take your picture and submit it to a magazine. And now with everything digitized, with, you know, obviously the platforms were all on people can put their own content and be seen without having to leave their house. Mm. But back in those days, the girls and the men who were in the industry had a little bit of mystery still left to them. So you weren't, you were only getting a peek at what they were like through their music and these sort of like photos, you know? So you didn't know the artist as much as you knew the music. Now I feel like it's the inverse. You know the artist more than you know their craft a little bit. I don't know. David, do you Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's when Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David are fully aware that Seinfeld could be Seinfeld because there no one's texting anybody and you had to pick up a phone. It's just a different time. It's not actually better. It's not actually worse. It's just a different time because right. I love shows now. I think they use text message bubbles. You know, the dot, dot, dot creates such amazing narrative tension. But I think it's fun – To learn more about people like Bailey, you get that 100%. And then also, Mm -hmm. it's fun to just know the person based on simply a music video and simply the pop song. You
0: know what's so interesting about that? You know, years later, after right after Katy Perry and Russell Brand divorced, there was a documentary that came out that was made with Katy's blessing. And it was the most amazing peek into her life and her sort of upbringing in this industry and she was really pushed to be a, you know, a church singer, like, and they wanted her to be like a Christian rock singer. And she's like, this isn't working. You know, of course, when she finally like broke free of those constraints and started like creating the content she wanted to create, that's when she really like was super successful. And so having, having that ability and that insight into doing exactly what you want to do, I think also added to all these artists having like, the very, I guess, engaging, happy, energizing content that they did, you know?
1: But what was special about it, too, was they all were an answer to the Britney Spears sugar gum, bubblegum, you know, pop music, right? Like Avril was like, I'm going to be like Britney Spears, but I'm not. But like, technically, we're doing the same chord progressions, but I've got a skater boy. I'm a little more angry. I'm shouting it out. Michelle Branch. <laughs> Were you a Michelle Branch fan, Bailey?
2: I have no idea who that
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) Similar, similar vibes, similar world, but less Canadian than Avril. Do you remember when you started listening to these girls? Were you like 11, 12? Like what what was the age? I find that usually pubescence is when music starts to stick.
2: Yeah, it was definitely when I was young. Because I grew up with it, being born like early 2002, I missed Some of it because I was like too little and like didn't have a way to listen to music, but probably like once I had like an iPod those came out, I started listening to a bunch of this stuff and I remember like Umbrella by Rihanna like some of these songs I remember coming out and it's crazy now that people are like, oh my god, that was like 10 years ago. I'm like 2012 was like five minutes ago. What do you mean? (laughs) Um, These are my anthems and they're going to stay that way forever.
0: I feel that way about some 90s music that like I was introducing my girls into TLC this past weekend and Destiny's Child and a couple of these groups. Destiny's Child was Beyonce's group before she became Beyonce, of course. Yeah. And I I really associate like my youth with some of these artists and songs. So I completely understand they there is a difference in the way content was produced as well. I feel like nowadays... I don't know. The music industry is probably going to disagree with me. And, you know, who am I to speak to the music industry? (laughs) Because I'm not in it. But I feel like there's too much technology that things can be overproduced and over synthesized instead of like using organic instruments to create the sound. And you miss the Mm -hmm. layering that you used to have. You know, in the 90s and 2000s, you could layer the sounds much easier because they were all on separate tracks versus now recording with everything on a single track it i think it adds to the to the allure of what we love about the 90s and the 2000s for you Bailey. as a professional welder Shayna ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
1: right now on Wondery Plus. Bailey, when you're listening to this music, do you need to have other people with you? Can you be alone? Or the people that you're dating in life? I don't know what your current romantic status is. Do they have to also (laughs) like this music?
2: Oh, I feel like most of my friends do. Like, whenever we put on throwbacks, like, everybody's just like, yep, this is great. Like, nobody complains. It's the one thing you can, like, always put on aux without fail. Everybody's going to be dancing. Like, you won't have to worry about people not liking the genre. Because I feel like, Everyone likes this genre. Like you put on some, you know, Rihanna umbrella and then suddenly everybody's dancing. Like it all ends up working
0: out. Is there an album for when you're feeling, you know, I don't want to say depressed, but like, you know, you need a little pick me up. What do you put on then? Was that Gaga again?
2: No, definitely not when I'm sad. I feel like they don't really have any sad songs. I don't really listen to any sad 2000s music. It's usually all like the upbeat ones. I don't listen to too much sad music. What I listen to now is kind of sad. But I feel like whenever I'm listening to throwbacks, I don't want to be. If I'm in a mood and I want to hear a song that'll, you know, like kind of set the mood in, I'll usually pick something from like this era. Yeah.
1: Here's a funny question. Do you need to throw it on speakers or do you need to have AirPods or earphones? Because some people like it loud and proud.
2: Sometimes I like it ear blasting throughout the whole apartment, but I have a roommate, and I don't like to do that all the time. I play the same songs like over and over again too. I have one playlist I put on, so <laughs> most of the time I actually like the earbuds, and I like to. It, it feels like more personal and more in your head when it you're going. It's going straight
0: in both your ears. All right, let me ask you this. Let's play a game. You're a party planner. This is a whole nother career I have for you. And someone says, like, Bailey, plan this amazing West Hollywood party where it's all like 2000 music theme. You know, you can do whatever you want. No constraints. What would you do? How would you make the perfect like 2000 era music party? Oh, I don't know anything about the 2000s except for the music.
2: Probably just like, I feel like they they were a lot more flashy and everything like low rise pants have, have had like a theme.
0: Oh, yeah. At one point, I believe, was it the 2000s or the next decade? But when people started like showing the thong in the back, I was like, that's enough. That's yeah, we got to we got to tone that yeah. down. But-
1: <laughs> Bailey, where did you grow up? Virginia. OK. And like I grew up in central Jersey. And so it's not all that dissimilar from Virginia, and same thing. Claire grew up in Ohio. I mm-hmm. I definitely have like succinct memories of being in the school bus and the bus being on. I think it was one hundred six point seven, and it just would keep playing the same songs over and over and over again. Do you have those memories of like growing up in Virginia and, and either your mom playing the same songs mm-hmm. or you doing that?
2: Yeah, my mom listened to CDs, so we always kind of heard the same stuff. Like, I know a lot of Taylor Swift's albums just fully by the names of the songs. I can, like, list all of them out in order. But I would listen to, like, Boom Boom Pow by, like, the Black Eyed Peas. That's, like, my first memory of just totally knowing a song, word for word. I was, like, eight, too, but this was just, like, always on the radio, and I heard it so much, which is probably, like, not appropriate for a child, but it was a good song. (laughs)
1: I love they just did an SNL sketch about it, I think, two weeks ago. Like, all right, give us your best. What's what's the lyrics going to be? Boom, boom. Okay, that just boom, boom, Uh, boom, boom, pow. Uh, Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) It's a catchy song. Listen, I don't blame you for memorizing it at eight.
0: Actually, building on that, how much did your mom or your, you know, adult figures in your young life affect your music style? Like, Do you think you got this love from the people you were around?
2: I kind of got it just from finding it myself. My mom really didn't listen to this at all. She only listens to rap and, like, had a couple CDs of, like, people she liked. Like, she definitely played Baby Taylor a lot, but she would only play rap stations and, like, hip-hop and all of that kind of stuff, and I only listened to pop whenever I got an iPod. That was the first thing I ran to, like, when Ariana Grande was first coming out with music and, like, that, all of that. That's what
1: I loved. If you can meet one of these ladies, because it seems to be ladies, it feels like we're just yeah. in a lot of lady love here, which yeah. is great.
0: <laughs> yeah, the boy bands were more 90s, I think. Yeah,
1: that's true. There's a lot of hip hop going on in this time, too. Which lady would you like to meet and where? Like, do you want to have brunch with them? Do you just want to do like a 60-minute style interview? Do you just want to do a dance party?
2: Definitely Avril Levine, just because I'm so obsessed with her I can't get over her and she just performed with Olivia Rodrigo which was like cross generations and it was so amazing I would just I would literally just like to breathe like in her presence like I could be standing across the room like just looking at her but like a dinner anything with like that and just talking to her about her music and everything
0: I'm a super fan of (laughs) Avril Lavigne I love Avril, but I also love Olivia Rodriguez. She is so amazing. I mean, she reminds me of someone. I mean, she's taken a different sort of style path and direction, but she's like a Lady Gaga, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Like, she's got all the talents all the time. She's great.
2: She really does. I actually have her Sour album hanging in my room. I'm, like, really obsessed with Olivia, too. Her song's just, like... She kind of reminds me of that time because they're descriptive and they all kind of tell a story, but they're so catchy. It makes you want to just like keep going.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're catchy. They're just like a little bit darker than the 2000s. I feel like, you know what I mean? All the songs now got sad. Right. (laughs) Totally.
1: It seems like the 2000s pop ladies like really empower you. Do you feel like Mm -hmm. looking back on it? You're like, yeah, this is a real reason why I have you know, the personality I have today, do you think?
2: I don't know about personality, but they definitely like inspired me more because that music was just so upbeat. And whenever I would need to like boost my mood, that's immediately what I would put on every single time. But they really like did inspire like positivity, like Lady Gaga had great messages in some of her songs. And when you put them on, you're like, yeah, like I am great. I'm gonna go be great. (laughs) But I feel like now people kind of are a lot of songs are about relationships now, but none of the songs at the time were even really talking about that. They were just like, go
0: conquer the world. And I was like, all right. And like girl power. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So do you use this music as sort of a soundtrack of your life? Like, is this, is this how you sort of tackle everyday things, new, new projects of your own new content, like using their inspiration to influence you now yeah i definitely
2: do whenever i'm looking for something to base one of my videos off of i like rarely use songs from now i don't know why they just like don't they don't do it for me as much as the old songs do and i can find a scenario from like one of these songs and then kind of turn it into a reality in the video but i just don't get that with any of the songs now but like the songs of the 2000s are so good.
1: <laughs> what is it about Avril? Why do you think? If you had to just dig down, what is it about her specifically? Is it her voice? Is it her look? Is it the some of the lyrics?
2: It's everything. She's just like, I'm going to start making music. And that's like the kind of music I want to make. Like a little bit pop, but still punk. Like teenage angst. Like the tights and the skater skirts and like skateboards. Like. That's the kind of stuff I love. And so I look up to her a lot because I just like, kind of want to be her, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm just like, I love you so much. Like you are ex- you do exactly what I want to do. Like she's the one person like I dream of just like being Avril Lavigne. Cause it's, she's just so cool.
1: She's pretty flipping cool. Do you listen to her music that's current? Cause she's still making yeah. stuff. She just drops, she just dropped an album I think pretty recently.
2: Yeah, she did. The most recent song I heard from her was Love It When You Hate Me. I have to admit that one didn't hit as hard as some of her old songs. Like Smile, that's one of my favorite avvo songs. The classics. They're just classics in my mind.
1: <laughs> my wife has, I think, her debut album in the car. And we just have, you know, we hook up our phone and listen to the music there. But we still have a CD player in our old 2003 Highlander. And Sorry, 2004 Highlander. Let me make it clear. But we always have one CD going, and I, I'm i the one who's like, let's throw the Avril on. It's a okay. good album. It's a really hey, good album. Like, even the even, I love the album track songs, like the ones that aren't the hit singles. Mm-hmm. There's some real good ones in there. If I remember correctly, I swear, I swear on my oak tree that I'm looking at outside that there was a article in a rolling stone magazine when that album came out (laughs) they were positioning it as is avril levine the next bob dylan just the Mm -hmm. way she was writing like like it was poetry her music and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't quite know if we're there but i really do like this album you guys seem to really like it but i feel like bailey you might actually agree with that
2: I just think she's iconic. Like, I just don't think anyone can beat like what she was doing. She was kind of the one, not the only one, but one of the only like hardcore teen angst representatives, like if you would call it. She just, all of the songs are so relatable, but they also were like, I shop at Hot Topic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell she, it was written from a perspective of someone who was actually 16 or 17 or mm-hmm. 18, you know, and not just, something sung by someone that age who has a great voice like it was infused with what it means to be in your late teens early 20s yeah
1: all right quick rapid fire your favorite avril song smile favorite Katy perry i kissed a girl and you liked it (laughs) rihanna
2: oh s&m gaga my brain's processing
1: yeah there's a lot of songs there's a lot
2: she has so many what was the one judas That's what I was thinking of.
1: Great. Kesha.
2: Oh, my gosh. I know all of her songs and I forget the names of them. (laughs) Oh, TikTok.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you say Avril shapes how you dress or your hair? Oh, yeah. Even today? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: I look at her for outfit inspo. Even like looking at when she went on stage with Olivia Rodrigo, she like still had the exact look that I go for. They Like leather jackets, fishnets, the plaid mini skirts that are pleated, like a belt. That's exactly how I want to dress. And I really look up to them to like follow that because I don't know how to do it myself. And I'm like, wait, that's a good idea. Like, maybe I should try that.
1: Cool. I love She's it. Cool. I get it.
0: <laughs> so when you introduce a friend to 2000 music or Avril music, what where do you start? Like, where, where do you start? Because there's such a wide, as we've discussed, there's such a wide variety of artists. There's such a wide variety of, you know, different styles from Britney to Avril to Christina, where do you give someone an entry point into the music of the 2000s?
2: Probably let just like start with a, a basic 2000s throwback playlist that has like everything. Like I also listen to a lot of Pipple. Pipple put out a lot of iconic music at the time. So honestly, I was going to say start with Pipple because I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of like a party tune. And then it'll just start progressing into like more of the girls. But as an entry point, I always put on Pitbull.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one.
1: Bailey, this has been a pleasure. You are making us so happy because we all agree with you. (laughs) I know. I can't wait to go listen to music. (laughs) The early to mid 2000s was a beautiful, sacred time of some ladies rocking it out. We didn't even get to Pink. How do we even not talk about Pink? What the heck? I actually actually didn't listen to
2: Pink that much, except for like her top hits.
1: (laughs) Well, then we won't do that. (laughs) We'll just keep it at Avril. Bailey, if you'd be so kind to regale us about your love of this wonderful music with a love letter.
2: Dear 2000s pop music, thank you for being my everyday inspiration and being the reason that my soul comes back to life every single day lady gaga will always be the reason that i keep going you will always be my favorite love
0: bailey yay
1: Yeah. that's awesome thanks i bailey. really can't wait fun. to
0: go listen to some music now
1: <laughs> alex Ryder is back hello alex We have a lot of work to do to face his greatest challenge yet we have an active threat
0: they can wipe out an entire city
1: People are gonna die. Now, he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. we are not your
2: enemies. We you never have been.
1: Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th. This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000
2: deaths in a
1: heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. The Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world is not black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. Hey you, it's James you listen to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers, the super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is JJJJJ well, why are you yeah. why are you whispering Well there's there's a in the in the in the copy but people are listening so it's like they, they are the listening mic. okay yeah. Yeah. in each episode of Smartless one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two what ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation our mystery guests span our mystery we will cut this out too. our mystery guests yeah. All right,
0: here we, come. we got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life and if you're yeah, a yeah. Wanderer fan then hey, you're going to start and just you come and listen ice. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car,
1: just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow SmartList on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to SmartList ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: know I mentioned it a couple times on the podcast and and Lady Gaga also has an amazing documentary as well but what is your favorite Katy Perry song or Lady Gaga song or you know give me give me some of the the DM DM
1: thank you that's that's my my memoir I like Roar K, from Katy Perry uh-huh I tend to like people's later albums uh, although I did mention I love the the first Avril album and that is actually rare for me I tend to like a sophomore or a third effort. Why? I don't know. That's when the artist has experienced success and doesn't have the initial pangs of starving artistry that usually uh, bring about great, great music and lyrics. But for some reason, I like a, a more produced experience. I'm a What's the Story Morning Glory guy. Less about it, definitely, maybe. That's your Oasis reference for the day. Okay. I really like Roar. I have the eye of the tiger and keep going, but that makes me happy.
0: I love Roar too, but I I think Firework is my favorite Katy Perry. I mean, the first line, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) I have felt like a plastic bag my freaking entire (laughs) life. And now someone's finally singing about it. And, you know, Firework is when I got a when I got a glass of wine or two in me, I will definitely blast that out and sing.
1: It's a good song. It's a great song. How about that? I
0: get what Bailey loves about this this decade of music.
1: David, if you were a
0: singer, what kind of a singer would you be? I mean, other than your ukulele shorts,
1: which that's, that's, that doesn't you're count.
0: getting more and more known yeah, for. That count.
1: <laughs> I would say just a good old rock and roll singer. Just a good old rock and roll singer. Maybe maybe some songs I get to walk around and do a little strutting like a Freddie Mercury or a David Bowie. But I really do love Liam in Oasis. He can just stand there the whole time and just exude sort of a I am here and you are there. You're welcome. I really do like just a commanding groundedness just of the rock and roll star. But man, Mick Jagger, man, still got those moves. It's pretty sexy. So oh yeah, got to entertain the crowd.
0: For sure. Definitely entertain the crowd. We've talked a lot about like the differences in music from the 2000s and now. And recently in the last 2 years when Beyonce released Lemonade, you know, people lost their minds because people nowadays I feel have been trained and it is training to consume music in like one song releases versus storytelling, long form storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how has the digitization and release structure of the music industry positively or negatively influence the way you, David Magadoff, consume music?
1: All right. Big question, big answer. I would say there's a lot of different things. Nowadays, we have a lot of singles that drop. Artists can just drop a single. So on, on some level, we're seeing storytelling and concept albums. And you can see like three albums drop in a year from like Taylor. But then because it used to just be one album every like three or four years and still typically that and now you're getting albums that drop out of the no out of nowhere like Drake will just drop an album but unexpectedly a pop up drop a pop drop. Yeah, I love it. I actually just think the ability to do whatever you want an artist to drop their own thing and not be as controlled by the label is super fun. I like the idea of let artists be artists. There's still the business. But at the same time, I love the idea of you just never know. You just like every day is a bit of a, oh, that music just came out today and I had no idea. That's kind of fun.
0: And on a personal level, I'm trying to reconnect with that aspect of being an artist is like not everything has to be, you know, the Great Gatsby or, you know, the Grape of Rafts. You know, we can have like shorter little Fun pieces of content that are released that are just as meaningful. So, anyway, that's a conversation for another day. David Magdoff. Fair Kramer. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in to our Twitter feed. We are fanatics. Share with a friend. Why not? Spread the love. Sharing is caring, right, David?
1: Oh, it's the most wonderful form of caring. It's like an audio hug.
0: It is give your friends an audio hug with fanatics. And we will see you guys next week. Bye
1: before we let you guys go let me tell you about next week's episode just a little bit a little tease if you will guys it's Ika McLeod you know her from TikTok fame she's got over four million followers but hey we're just going to talk about her one love of dance and dancing and getting down she's a single mother who adopted three children with developmental challenges she's awesome Uh, she's a queer mom raising a queer child and she's got an amazing family and we'll see you next thursday
0: thank you for listening to fanatics a roddenberry podcast
1: I'm just a skater boy. Go see you later, boy. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Specifically my wife.